and then he spoke about mathematics. So it was a subject which I, which I was always scared of in school. I still am. Uh, the moment somebody told me about mathematics, what I would think is geometry, algebra, x is equal to y and all that kind of stuff and I would say, oh my god, I don't want to talk about it. So he said, I'll teach you some things which will make your fear for mathematics go. So we, we, we all had, had some point of the time in our student lives or even today. Today we don't even, uh, there are a lot of people I meet from my corporate life, they don't even know how to use a calculator because we sub Excel sheet karta hai. So you don't have to think that much. When I met him, he told me, I said exactly, uh, I am looking for somebody like you who can, who can write a book on making maths simpler he says making math simpler is not a new phenomena. It's a very old phenomena. Uh, it's, it, it's prevalent since the Vedic times. So I said, let's you write something on Vedic mathematics, which will enable people to get rid of the phobia they have for maths. And after seven to eight months of toiling for the book, here we are today, all gathered to unveil this beautiful book. And I'm sure it will benefit the future generations from young and old. Um, we have an exciting evening over here. Before I start, I would like to speak a little bit about what Indic Book Club and Indic Academy is. I think many of you over here might have uh, seen the invitation. It said that it was being co-organized by Crossword and um, Indic Academy. Indic Academy started about three years ago. Initially, as a very informal group of people, as an informal group of people who are interested in books and in Indic history. Uh, and uh, as we started, uh, we, we, we had many of us who were involved in this group had read a little bit, knew that a lot of authors struggle uh, in terms of being published or getting a platform to showcase their work. Uh, from there, the journey started so as to build a platform for authors. Uh, then we, uh, we realized that there were a lot of other aspects, a lot of other Indic knowledge systems that are not getting the kind of exposure that they should get. People are either fearful of it or have um, a lot of misinformation about um, history and uh, Indic knowledge systems we decided to develop platforms for it. So today, at the end of three years, I am um, very proud and excited to say that we are spread across the world. We have about eight chapters in India, in uh, Pune, Mumbai, Bangalore, Chennai, Coimbatore, Delhi, uh, uh, and um, I think Bhopal, one or two places I'm missing. And across in the US, we have three chapters of Indic Academy. We have a presence in London, we have a presence in Germany, we have a presence in Australia and New Zealand. So over the three years we have spread, this is uh, one uh, beautiful thing about this group is that it's a completely voluntary group. And we are slowly developing different platforms to, for artists, for activists and for authors to be able to showcase their work. So Indic Book Club is one of them where we talk about books, where we are uh, just today what was launched was Indic Today which uh, will publish reviews of different books 
on Twitter or on Facebook if you follow the handle Indic Book Club or Indic Academy. For every week, we give out seven uh, copies of a particular book that we feel should be read by people. And these are these books are selected by a whole uh, uh, set of academicians, researchers, activists, authors, writers, and uh, we ask people to review the book. So seven pe seven people who receive this book, the only condition they receive it free of cost. The only condition from our side is that we request you to review it. Our idea is that we would develop uh, people uh, uh, this acumen to write and then go on to develop authors from that system, build the, uh, uh, the, the research-oriented system in that sense. Uh, we have another platform called as the Indic Activist. Under Indic Activist, we are looking to help and preserve Indic history and um, uh, Indic uh, knowledge systems. In this, we are uh, that it could be in terms of uh, maybe helping a school. Uh, in uh, about six months ago, we helped a school in Tamil Nadu, which was um, struggling to uh, be uh, remain open. We helped them get funds to uh, build some of their infrastructure and uh, pay the uh, teacher salaries. Uh, we've helped a Vedic school to run its uh, some workshops that they wanted to. So different ways that we're trying to uh, nurture systems. Uh, within India by taking help from all over the world. So that's a little bit about Indic Book Club. Uh, I had a very interesting, uh, this. Uh, the, I've known Chandrahas probably for the past four years. I met him through a friend of my father's. Uh, interestingly, he actually had come to visit my father because uh, <clears throat> my father was uh, suff uh, suffering from cancer and he had come to, he had come to drop off this friend of my father and we started talking and his love for books and in Indic history sort of formed the friendship uh, with me and then I introduced him to Indic Academy. Uh, so it's been a very exciting uh, this for me to see in the past year for Chandrahas to start his uh, journey in, uh, for writing this book. Uh, when we talk about Vedic mathematics, you know, uh, I don't know how many of you know, but in California, which is the um, state where a lot of the computing knowledge de de develops, Google is located, Apple is located, uh, Microsoft is located over there. And I had read recently uh, that in California, there are many schools which are doing away with electronic education systems in the sense that they are not allowing uh, children to be using iPads and uh, other you know, laptops or whatever to uh, learn uh, this. So at a time when we are typically becoming more uh, dependent, even for basic uh, calculations, when we go to the grocery store, if you want to see if the grocer has billed us correctly or not, we immediately flip open our phones and check, out, check the bill. Uh, so starting from there, to actually, you know, uh, when we are looking to admit our uh, children in school, we will say, oh, ye isme computer education bhi karne wale hai, to isi mein dalte hai, ye shayad school achha nahi hai. That is our perspective or our, uh, this of looking at things. Partly, probably because most of us don't like maths. I'm a civil engineer by profession. 
and uh, I have to deal with maths every day. But it is equally true that if I had an option, I probably would not want to deal with it. Uh, so it is very interesting to see this book uh, being published. I should say that we, are, we should be thankful for, to Crossword to taking this initiative and putting their money where many other publishers would probably would not want to take that risk and uh, put out a book which is more academic in some sense. So what I'd like to do is ask my first question to Chandrahas as to why do people run away from maths and what is, why does he think that he will help us not run away from maths? Yeah, uh, maybe I think so. The answer is uh, the way mathematics is being taught in the lower standards. Uh, especially, like say, when you are in the first standard, you are made to cram multiplication tables. When you don't know what is addition, you are made to cram multiplication tables. And uh, in my book, I've written that my biggest problem was like cramming multiplication tables. I was uh, pretty good at mathematics, but my problem was cramming multiplication tables. And of course, when you end up going to the higher standards, the way teachers teach mathematics is the problem. The subject is not the problem. The subject is the most fascinating of subjects. If it is taught rightly or in a very interesting manner. So, um Multiplication tables reminds me, you know, even I have done that. Uh -huh. In fact, today my father would insist on his grandchildren also, mm. uh, uh, you know, have saying the multiplication tables by rote. You would not get food on your ta in your plate if you didn't say them. Mm -hmm. So, does this mean that we don't need to do it? And can you show us why we don't need to do it? Yeah, I can maybe demonstrate something. And uh, my two elder sisters are here, and they know that my father used to force me to kind of uh, kind of cram the multiplication tables and I was not allowed to go out to play till I uh, recite the tables. But then I always used to kind of find out tricks how to kind of uh, do uh, multiplication. So I will just uh, like to say that uh, there are a lot of Maharashtrians here or Hindi speaking people or rather in Indian languages. Uh, how do we kind of 19? What is uh, uh, 19 in Marathi? It is Econvis. Econis or Econvis. Or uh, in Hindi, 29 is Unatis. So, what is uh, Econis? 1 less than 20. So, if I want 19 times 4, so instead of kind of uh, trying to remember multiplication tables of 19, I would multiply 20 times 4 gives me 80 and 80 minus 4 gives me 76. So 19 times 4 is 76. So that is the thing that I have written in the first chapter of my book. So I used to kind of make do without learning multiplication tables. Because I realized that multiplication is nothing but repeated addition. And there are various ways of doing multiplication rather than learning uh, multiplication tables by all. Is there any small, quick tricks that you can show us yeah, that we can? Sure, sure. Uh, uh, like a uh, couple of years back, a friend of mine 
sent me a kind of a trick by which you can uh, remember multiplication table of 1089. I said there is no need to kind of remember multiplication tables of 1089, that is 1089. Now 1089 is 11 less than 1100 or 1100. So if I want say 1089 times 4, so I would just say okay, 1100 times 4 is 4400 minus 44. That gives me 1089 times 4. And that is, of course, I have written about it in my book. So chapter 1 shows you many methods of multiplication and they are taken from Bhaskaracharya's Leelavati. The first chapter deals with some of the methods from Bhaskaracharya's Leelavati. Is multiplication the only thing that is relevant to Vedic mathematics? Or there are other, so multiplication is more uh, difficult or this for the fifth or the sixth standard uh, students. Yeah. What is it, are there any other things that are available for students who are in the ninth or the tenth? Yeah. Uh, 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 there are like uh, sutras can be applied to higher mathematics also, but in my book, I have dealt with the, for the beginners or school kids or for any general person. So, uh, of course, my next wish would be to write a book on higher Vedic mathematics, but this book is limited to basic mathematics or for general public, general audience. Um, <clears throat> I can see over here that you've uh, done some tricks with. Um, binomials and trinomials too. Do you think you can show us some of yeah, it? Yeah, maybe I can. Uh, uh, in my book I have said that it is not just for yeah, uh, not just for Vedic math uh, mathematics. It is also to understand basic algebra. Now maybe I can show something like uh, generally everyone fears algebra. Yeah, uh, Most of the people, 90% people fear algebra. They find it to be a dragon that uh, a dragon that they have to fight. But maybe I can uh, show something by which you can get an understanding about why and how we use algebra. So let me demonstrate something. This is especially for the kids over here. Now let me tell you a small story. Of course, this is mentioned in the book, in the second chapter of the book. Uh, there was a young farmer and he had a farm outside of his village. So he used to toil entire day in the farm. So he used to grow vegetables, fruits and in the evening he used to go back to his home in the village. And when he used to return in the morning, he used to find that someone has kind of plucked away the vegetables, the fruits, generally kids, they pluck away the fruits. That was really, that farmer was really making losses and uh, he wanted to find a solution to it. So then one day he came up with an idea that if I built a small room in my farm itself, a small cottage in my farm itself, then I can guard my farm in the night. So he uh, starts constructing a small room in the farm and let us say he constructed the farm or a cottage in the farm having dimensions of say x feet 
by x. So naturally we know the area is x square square feet. So now he was able to guard his farm. No one dared pluck the fruits or vegetables from his farm. And then after few years, since he was prospering, he got married. And he needed one more room. So he added one more room to his cottage. Let us say it is of the dimensions A. This is AX. So now in school, of course, you must have learned that X into X plus A. So this is X plus A. And this is X. We get it x square plus ax. So generally, children wonder why do we have to deal with x square, y cube, x square y? What is the meaning of all this x, y, and z? Do we really apply it in life? Yeah, this is one example. Now, Few years down the line, kids are born. So one more room is added to the house. Okay, they need a playroom. Let us say this dimensions are dx. Now children grow up like my knees here. And they started demanding that we need a study room to study. We can't study in your living room or we can't study in your bedroom. We need a separate study room. Whether they study or not, they need a study room. So, one more room was added. So, the dimensions were AB. So, now we can find that the dimensions are X plus A into X plus B. So, you have a X square plus AX plus BX plus AB. So, you have a X square here. AX here, or BX here, and AB So now you can find that the equations and expressions you deal with in algebra are having day-to-day -day applications. And even a general public, or a housewife, or a interior designer, or an artist can use uh, Till the time we are waiting for the other guest and before our chief guest gives a talk, let me have some fun fun with numbers session. Yeah, the guests uh, have got the papers and pen. Uh, I would request you uh, take any three digit number. Take any three digit number. Any three digit number. Only thing is yeah, this number should be greater than this digit. Your first digit should be greater than the last digit. Take any three digit number. Your first digit has to be greater than the last digit. Like you can have a 413, but not 314. Okay? Yeah. So, take any three digit number. Then, reverse it. If you have a 413, make it 31. 
okay now subtract this reverse number from the original number subtract the reverse number from the original number i hope everyone's taken a simple number in their mind otherwise it will be the numbers are quite simple and after this exercise they will find it very interesting too okay so let us say you get some number x y z then again reverse it okay the result you get the result again reverse it and then add them up whatever result you get after subtraction you reverse the digits again then add them up What is the answer you are getting? Everyone should get one zero eight nine. Now everyone has selected or chosen a different number, but always you are getting one zero eight nine. Why? Huh? Yeah. Now I will tell you something. Algebra is not only about finding x. Algebra is not only about finding x. It is also about understanding y. Rather, I would put it this way: Algebra is not only about about uh, finding your x. It is also about understanding the y. And. I have still not been able to find out why. <laughs> huh? I don't have X also. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm still single. So uh, try it out again. Take a different number and try it out. Are you still getting one zero eight nine? Take a different number. Try it out. Are you still getting one zero eight nine? then we will go for a, another magic the next number trick okay uh, i will uh, show you a mathematical discovery by our indian mathematician uh, he was kaparikar this is much uh, very lesser known in india but famous across the world in 1975 world famous recreational mathematics author uh, martin gardner wrote a article on kaprekar and world over kaprekar became known uh, indians still ignored him but japanese mathematicians took a fancy for kaprekar's uh, work and of course kaprekar was a school uh, teacher and he was known as ganitanand a person who used to get pleasure doing mathematics so let's do a magic that was discovered by kaprekar any four digit number 
take any four digit number only condition is that all the four digits should not be the same like you can have one 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 three but you can't have all threes or all ones so take any four digit number all the four digits can be different or you can have, you should have at least two different digits in the four digit number hmm? so let us say i will take uh, one three four five hmm? or any any such number so i will write it this way 5431 and then i will reverse the order 31345 then subtract this you can say a ascending number from the descending number take any four digit number then arrange it in descending order arrange it it in ascending order subtract the number which is in ascending order from the number in descending order so you get the you get the result let us say you get the result p q r s again to the same operation with this number again do the same operation with the result means arrange it in descending order arrange it in ascending order and subtract it go on doing it repeat it at repeated some uh, few times and see the wonder see the magic or 5 times or 6 times you will arrive at 6174 and it will remain so beat any four digit number yeah anyone getting 6174 and that is capraker's constant and this is known as capraker's operations Yeah. Anyone who got six one seven four? Yes, Dr. Pankaj Sahai. We have a mathematician amongst our midst, uh, Dr. Pankaj Sahai. Six one seven four. Huh? Getting it? So take any four digit number. You'll always get six one seven. So I will show you some trick in this Capraker's uh, constant, and then we will uh, move ahead in the program. 
to take numbers like 
In fact, so she wanted me to talk about this debate on Vedic mathematics which is going on, which I will touch upon a little bit. But then, uh, I will tell you in one sentence what Vedic mathematics is all about. We know a certain area called algebra. We know something called arithmetic. What is the difference between the two? Which standard are you in? Huh? Eight. So have you dealt with uh, equations like he was showing a x square plus a x y etc. So do they call it as algebra or arithmetic? Huh? Algebra. Why do they call it so? In fact, the terms which are employed to refer to these two disciplines in Indian mathematics is Vyakta Ganita, Avyakta Ganita. Vyakta means something which is evident to you. What is evident to you is the magnitude of the number. Understand? Vyakta means something which is evident to you. Avyakta means something which is not evident to you. So not evident essentially means you can assign any value to this. So he drew a square and then said call it as x. This x can be 2, x can be 28, x can be 1089. So it can be anything, right? So this is avyakta, which means the magnitude is not something which is evident. These are the two terms which are used. So what Vedic mathematics is all about? In one sentence, if you were to say, it is essentially making use of algebraic principles to do arithmetic. Arithmetic is basically adding multiplication, subtraction, etc. of quantities which are known. So, unknown is what is algebra. The quantities are unknown. You can assign any value to the unknown. So, you have, so as he was trying to demonstrate, so you will be able to see inside out provided you understand the algebraic principles behind it. That is what has been done in this book. He has not dealt with all the sutras, but he has taken certain sutras, primarily Nikhilam, Navataha, Charamam, Dasataha. In fact, I started, so she was saying I did the theoretical physics, etc., etc., all that I did, but then I started with this Vedic mathematics and I was even trying to extend it to certain principles. First time my entry into this domain of Indian mathematics after my engineering and physics was with Vedic mathematics text. So in about 2-3 months I just did something and then we tried to extend certain principles which were there in that book also. So that was uh, in the early 90s, 1991 if I remember right. So this book actually there are four things which I would like, four words in English, okay, which will be appealing to you. First is it is fascinating. Doing mathematics, essentially it is algebra, is quite fascinating. There is nothing fascinating in trying to press some button and get some number. 
there is fascination provided you are able to do from your own mind without resorting to external device that is where fascination is not in pressing button which any device can do any idiot can do right so here we are blessed with something which is remarkable but unfortunately we have not trained itself to its potential so there are two aspects to the brain one is this analytic aspect the other is something which is very important to develop faculty of memory so you are able to quickly pull out something essentially in computer all that it does is pulls out something from the memory something which is stored and it can be easily pulled out for it to be pulled out first it has to be stored i will not completely agree with him this uh, cramming see in fact our ability to keep things in mind is something which is unimaginable when you are quite young you just listen to two times and you will be able to repeat it even if you repeat 200 times when you have crossed 40 50 you will not be able to do that so the capacity to retain things in our mind is something which is phenomenal to pick up and retain is really phenomenal till you are almost 16 so in our tradition not this one or two tables 4000 sutras 400 pages will be easily committed to memory by vedic pandits even that tradition still is alive and we do that so the analytic capacity is something which grows as we grow with so this capacity has to be utilized and in fact our tradition has been to make use of both these capacities he was referring to this text leelavati of bhaskaracharya our entire tradition was primarily oral tradition today we have electronic gadgets to do things in fact he was saying so she was saying that we open we flip our mobile to find out whether the calculation is all right or not in fact i distinctly remember almost 40 years before when i used to go to vegetable market this vegetable vendor will be dealing with five six people simultaneously and each one will be purchasing five six items so one one some fellow will purchase half a kg some fellow will purchase 300 grams and to everybody i mean he will just say this is the amount it is primarily to wonder at this i used to go to this market and then purchase vegetables even if my father said i will go see this was the fascination which i had the point i am trying to say is there is something which is really fascinating if you are able to deal with in a jiffy this numbers so this is number 1 so he would not have gone to any school so this is fascinating number 1 secondly initially it may be a bit of challenge but it is merely practice in fact he has beautifully said in conclusion i wanted to read that sentence so it's just conclusion is just four lines but it is very meaningful born out of his wisdom he says the master key to learning 
and mastering mathematics is practice more practice and lots more practice that is all this is the concluding line this is not necessarily true for this or that this is true for anything that you do in your life even if you want to i personally i keep wondering when these people are able to type so fast in their mobile i mean i mean they are just able to sentence type two two sentences within a few seconds how are they able to do <laughs> practice more practice lots more practice you understand so this practice can be with pen and pencil pen and paper first but it can be done with your brain if it can be done with your brain it just initially it will be a little challenging in fact bhagavad gita abhyasena tu kaunteya vairagyena cha grihyate the question is chanchalam hi manah krishna pramathi balavadridham tasyaham nigraham manye vayoriva sudushkaram this is the question that he poses arjuna i find it extremely difficult to control my mind how is it that i can do it is like almost controlling the wind which cannot be done but the answer is true it is difficult but it is not unachievable it can be achieved by abhyasa and vairagya abhyasa is essentially practice vairagya is determination that i will be able to do okay so these are two things which are essential so it may be challenging but you will be really enjoying okay this fascination and challenging it may be but then it will be enriching you enormous skills will be achieved by doing this so you may not find one to one correspondence directly but it has a certain indirect influence without your knowledge so therefore it is extremely important so as children you will be really able to enjoy but it will be helping you because you develop this faculty okay so this faculty which is to be developed at this school age i would not say do this vedic mathematics at a later age when you are 26 but when you are 6 you have to do okay so you have to learn when you are young and this skills so this is one aspect which uh, i want to definitely recommend this so what he has done is as a good teacher in fact i can easily see uh, when i flip through the book so the amount of effort that has gone in trying to explain the principles is remarkable there is a question which is being posed to shankaracharya ko guru who okay ko guru who who is to be considered as a teacher the answer that shankara there is a short text which is called prashnottara ratna malika okay prashna uttara ratna malika okay so first he should have understood it thoroughly in fact i was discussing with professor joshi when we were coming in the car from iit so he is involved in training people for olympia so all that we need to do is we should make people understand the principles once they are understood one will really enjoy so initially you have to make some efforts towards it in fact that is also nicely written in the preface by chandrahas halai he says 
if you learn only the methods you will get stuck at some point but if you learn the concepts you can develop your own methods you understand so i have quoted the first sentence i have quoted the last sentence the entire book is covered and this is what it is in fact okay so here what one needs to do is whatever one tries to learn one has to understand the principles but one is not expected to do it at the age of 6 or the age of 8 at the age of 10 so there the ability is different and later when you grow if you had used your brain to retain things at that stage in fact the entire, how long does it take for one to memorize 200 verses particularly when you are young in fact there are people who had memorized hundreds of pages in fact i myself come from the tradition vedic tradition so we will just uh, they will say we will repeat over that is all so 4000 sutras our tradition ah this lastly i have to address certain things shishya hitaya udyata satatam the second aspect of guru is shishya hitaya udyataha satatam what does it mean satatam means always udyataha means one who is ready okay for what shishya hitaya what does it mean it means a teacher's job doesn't end by merely interacting with the student for a short while but his job remains in trying to think how can i make this student understand that is how different methods evolve so different countries different locations different intellectuals different intellects so there is nothing which is across which is applicable across continents across so every individual is different and therefore the relation between teacher and taught is extremely important shishya hitaya satatam udyataha so how can adi shankara say there are two aspects to it one is in trying to teach him how he has to live this is knowledge transaction is one aspect the more important aspect is transmission of values so this person should be constantly looking after him because the student always watches him it's not merely a knowledge transfer which is important but transmission of values which is important and this teacher by teaching properly inculcates very important values in him by conducting himself properly he inculcates value in him which will be useful for him throughout the life so these are certain things which we must understand and that's what uh, this vedic mathematics let me just clarify so since she asked me to clarify that of course i can uh, speak on various things regarding this algebra i went to an interesting conference it is called international conference on mathematical education icme how many people gather almost 2000 plus from all over the world and there i mean there were uh, statements which were made that uh, she was referring to this us california so they are trying to get away with the electronic devices because they have hit their heads and then they are trying to but we are 
<laughs> not learning even after that we are after we are so crazy and uh, unfortunately there is another thing which i must tell you you as students should have some respect for teachers should have respect for parents ye kaun hai mujhe batane ke liye so this cannot be men to surface their mind when they are 2 or 3 or 6 or 8 there is much to learn in life till the death bed we keep learning in life so experiences do matter and when we are so young when we do not have the capacity to relate things capacity to relate things keeps growing that is why we seek for more experience to manager and so on and uh, so some today i don't know chandrahas okay <laughs> so as i saw his face i am reminded of making one remark his name has two parts chandra hasa right hasa means smile chandra means moon so he is keeping cool as well as as a smiling face so it is very appropriate that uh, he, uh, there is no surprise that he is a good teacher i can easily see the amount of effort that has gone the thought process that has gone in trying to make this book available see i didn't read page by page but i could easily see by flipping it through so the pains that he has taken in trying to explain concepts is something which is uh, commendable and i really appreciate that uh this final remark of course i wish that he comes up with more and more books uh see this is only one sutra so regarding final remark which i am going to make about this vedic mathematics is the term vedic has been questioned by a few people if anybody questions the content of this then he is an idiot take it from me <laughs> nobody can do that the only thing is with reference to the title which has been given to this volume there has been some objections which have been raised and people with certain ideological orientations they try to take the stick and then keep on beating just because this title has been given but the once it is understood there is nothing wrong in fact i think chandrahas himself has made a very careful statement um i saw it somewhere let me just tell you ah ah this page number 21 see page number 21 he has made a very careful statement so he says so after listing a few mathematicians he says he organized this vast knowledge in the vedic tradition of sutras okay he means he refers to bharati krishna tirtha he organized this in the vedic tradition of sutras so you just need to understand couple of things our tradition as i told you has been primarily oral tradition initially they started with sutra style of composition oh you know some sutras have you heard ha ah, tell me some text which has name sutras you don't know what does sutra mean to you 
फार्मूला सो हिंदी में फार्मूला के सूत्र बोलते हैं राइट राइट एनीवे सो दिस सूत्र इज ए स्टाइल ऑफ कंपोजिशन विच वाज फॉलोड लॉन्ग बैक इफ यू टेक एनी ऑफ दी एंशियंट टेक्स्ट पतंजलि सूत्र पाणिनी सूत्र पिंगला सूत्र ब्रह्म सूत्र जैमिनी सूत्र एवरीथिंग वाज इन सूत्र स्टाइल ऑफ कंपोजिशन देयर इज अ डेफिनेशन ऑफ सूत्र आई विल नॉट एक्सप्लेन इट मींस एसेंशियली शॉर्टली रिप्रेजेंटिंग समथिंग ओके so panini sutra is just 4000 in number you take any grammarian they would have memorized all the 4000 sutras so this is how it is so sutra this is written in that ancient style and therefore one can call it as vedic in that sense okay so he himself essentially calls it as a revelation to him it's not that he wanted to do some marketing as we do today okay <laughs> so of course vedic can mean some marketing for some people primarily in us etc so if you have say vedic is a big market so that is a different thing so it is not for that it is the style of composition which is very ancient and therefore one can call it to be vedic in that sense okay and uh, vedic doesn't really mean in fact there are various things this is when we say vedic culture so it is not something which was then prevalent some we don't even know so some 5000 years ago so indian culture is vedic culture suppose you say so it originated from that it doesn't mean that it is directly connected today there are various other things which evolved over a period of time and this is how it is and uh, as far as uh, the text is concerned it is extremely useful and it will provide very good training for people to use their memory to full capacity so that is enormous joy it is fascinating it is challenging it is exciting but it will be definitely enriching you this much i can tell you and uh, with uh, these few remarks i thank the organizers for giving me this opportunity to be in this function book launching function of a very important text thank you very much as dr yogini in the beginning said my first question to her was why me at you know vedic mathematics book launch uh, the thing is that my relationship with indic book club uh, goes back a long way and uh, uh, with our trust and with the foundation we've done a lot of events together so when i first got a call uh, from yogini i said oh, certainly i would be you know i would love to be a part of this uh, chandra has has written a book of course i will be there and i said why don't you send me the book so you know i'll read through so i I'll, i'll be able to speak a few words at the opening it was only when i got the book in my hand that i realized it's all about mathematics and i said what am i supposed to do you know there are certain some people have some failed relationships in their life i've had one such with mathematics and i had got completely badgered when i was in school i there was no end in sight finally when i reached grade 10s i said this is my out you know and after that i decided not to look back at mathematics at all but the world is round and you know things come back to bite you and uh, it happened when you know i had my children 
So my husband obviously, uh, you know, was very busy or he pretended to be too busy. <laughs> and then it was uh, the mother's job to sit down and, you know, get the homework done. And what do I do now? So I think my children were intelligent enough to understand that our mother has got nothing to do with math, so they kind of coped on their own. Usually when I go out for my work or you know attend any such functions, I'm always, you know, I, I just leave home and I say I'm going to be back at so-and-so time. Today my daughter has accompanied me because she wanted to know what I'm going to talk about mathematics. I think she was just here, she's probably, you know, one looking for some books. So I still remember, there is a little incident which I want to tell the three of you. When I was in primary school, there was this uh, uh, teacher that we had, a math teacher. He never smiled, first of all. And for some reason, uh, you know, he had, his hair was like all white and he had what was back then known as a crew cut, which is like little spikes just poking out of his scalp. And he looked positively sinister in that hair, his hairstyle. So he would come to the class once a week. And uh, those were the days when we used to get caned, okay, for giving a wrong answer. So he would come to us and randomly just ask us about tables, you know. And he would go like, 16 threes are. Now there is a certain time that a person needs to understand the question, process it in your mind, and then give the reply. So even the best of the students who would get like 100 on 100 in mathematics used to get caned because their mind just wouldn't process as fast. So I'll tell you the timing, okay? So he would come to one person and one little kid and go like, 18 threes are, fadak. 17 fours are, fadak. 15 heads are, fadak. Now it was so frustrating for us because A, we used to keep wondering, you know, which table is going to come our way. And then how long do we have to actually understand the question and give the right answer? So I used to get completely stressed every time, you know, this sir came to our class. So finally I decided to just, you know, take it easy, you know, lower my stress a little bit. As it is, to padni hai, to chalao. So I just used to extend my hand and, you know, just get caned. So this sir realized what I'm doing. So one day he came to me and he just asked me, two twos are, and I just put my hand out. And when I got, as I saw that ruler coming down, I suddenly said, four, he said, too late. And then I got the beating again. So I think these are certain incidents which probably triggered the you know fear of math in me. And uh, that's why I, I kind of went on and you know chose acting as my profession or whatever. Uh, you had a wonderful grandmother who gave you all the, you know, wonderful tips about mathematics. My grandmother taught me acting, so because she was an actor herself. But I wish I had this book when I was in school, because when I got the book, I read the first uh, chapter. And believe you me, after all these years in my life, for the first time, I actually sat down with a pen and paper and I tried to solve some sums. And uh, I, as I was thinking and hearing uh, professors speak, I realized that everything that you said about the principles of mathematics actually apply a lot to my profession as well, about the vector and a vector. We could be you know, applying the same pr uh, principles for the characterizations that we do.
and also the, the memory bank that you spoke about. When we are faced with emotional scenes, we do have to dig into our memory bank and try to find out what had hurt us the most or angered us the most or made us really happy to get that emotion out. So I think somewhere the principles of math apply to everyday life and every profession. Only we don't have to sit down with the addition and subtraction. Uh, so I'm, I have read the first, first three chapters, but I'm going to read the book through and through. And I may call you and harass you time and again because I know I'm going to have a lot of questions. So uh, congratulations on the launch of the book. And uh, wonderful being here. I'm sorry I can't talk anything about mathematics because that is not my subject. But as a parent, I would definitely ask you to buy this book because uh, it, it, it appears so simple. And if you really want to help your children or your grandchildren, I'm sure I'm going to help my grandchildren after reading this book, even if I couldn't help my kids. Uh, so please pick up this book. It's really, it makes it appear so simple. And as I was sitting there with that pen and paper in my hand, I actually for the first time felt maths is not so bad. So congratulations on this uh, book. And thank you very much. It was wonderful being here. We have this phrase of reading a book. There is nothing which is to be read as far as this text is concerned. Mathematics is working with pencil and paper and best thing will be not even pencil and paper, the marker is, that is all. Every calculation can be done in mind and uh, it is just a matter of training. Let me just tell you, you should uh, start doing things, then things will follow. So it is simply a matter. So when I see somebody doing this gymnastic, so he will do some five somersaults and then he will come down. Can you imagine doing? Can I imagine doing? How does it happen? Sheer practice. So this is something which will be really fascinating and you have to do. So regarding her statement that uh, I have nothing to do with mathematics. In fact, let me just tell you. There is nothing in this universe which can be done without mathematics. So mathematics is basically calculation. So when he, she has to do, at this second, at this fraction, I have to do this. So this is all calculation, whether it is cooking, whether it is acting, whether it is poetry, whether it is the, anything you name. In fact, he has referred to, I think, somewhere, uh, you have used this word uh, Ganita Sara Sangraha, right? So, Ganita Sara Sangraha Mahaviracharya Palindrome Palindrome number ah, That is on the cover of the book also Yeah, in fact, this is something which is uh, essentially that Somewhere I think I have noted down some page number also so You should just see that ah, 143 page number Which means I have flipped through the book huh? <laughs> Okay <laughs> So this uh, Mahavira Charya was a brilliant mathematician who belonged to this Jaina tradition. He has written a book called Ganita Sara Sangraha. So Sara is essence, Sangraha, I am presenting in short the essence of mathematics. That is the title of the book. In fact, I just wanted to say one verse in that. Right at the beginning in order to motivate that, he starts with saying, 
लौकिके वैदिके चापी तथा सामयिके पियहा व्यापारस्तत्र सर्वत्र संख्यानम उपयुज्यते संख्यानम इज एसेंशियली काउंटिंग कैलकुलेटिंग ओके सो विदाउट कैलकुलेटिंग यू कैन नॉट ड्राइव विदाउट कैलकुलेटिंग यू कैन नॉट कुक विदाउट कैलकुलेटिंग यू कैन नॉट एक्ट विदाउट कैलकुलेटिंग यू कैन नॉट स्माइल यू कैन नॉट डू एनीथिंग इन फैक्ट सो दैट्स व्हाट ही सेस लौकिका इज समथिंग व्हिच हैज टू डू विद द वर्ल्डली ट्रांजैक्शन Vaidika is something which you have to do with the spiritual activities. Samayika is something which has to do with the social activities. When Narendra Modi makes a speech, I mean he needs to know what is the audience, what kind of thing I should have to say. Whether it is politician, whether it is economist, whether it is so this doing multiplication division is only one aspect of calculation. So calculation is what essentially Ganitam is all about. so calculating in various things various aspects so even when he does the somersault there has to be intuitively you do certain things without knowing so laukike vaidike chaapi tatha samayike piyaha vyaparaha vyaparaha means transaction tatra sankhyanam upayujyate see here in fact there is an arthashastra expert is sitting at the back <laughs> sankhyanam upayujyate see calculation is involved so we met almost 15 20 years back in delhi so sankhyanam upayujyate this mathematics is used having said he lists about 20 things whether it is super shastra whether it is kama shastra whether it is artha shastra whatever be the shastra okay whether it is love making whether it is cooking whether it is this that etc he lists some 20 things and then he finally says bahubhir vipralapaih kim trilokye sacharachare यत्किंचिद्वस्तु तत्सर्वं गणितेन बिना नहि बहुभिर विप्रलापे किं व्हाट इज द पॉइंट इन लैमेंटिंग एंड लिस्टिंग वेरियस थिंग्स त्रैलोक्ये सचराचरे इन ऑल द थ्री वर्ड्स यू कैन नॉट थिंक ऑफ अ थिंग विदाउट मैथमेटिक्स ओके यत्किंचिद्वस्तु तत्सर्वं गणितेन बिना नहि ओके सो देयरफॉर दिस इज प्राइमरीली टू मोटिवेट पीपल टू गेट इनटू मैथमेटिक्स सो दैट इज द इनिशियल वर्सेस with which he commences these are beautiful verses after sutra we had this poetical style of presenting mathematics so this tradition is lost it has to be revived vedic mathematics is one aspect this is at school level primary school level at secondary and college levels you need to do indian mathematics which is profound and its methodology is completely different which we need to we have forgotten we need to revive it thank you very much i think crossword will definitely think on what the professor has said in terms of having more books on this subject and looking at the crowd and the sales you probably will get motivated uh, to have more on this subject too i would request our chief guest of honor um, to uh, <clears throat> launch the book i'm so happy that has been done in eco friendly way as far as possible <laughs> to understand it even more and it was very beautiful what we what you spoke thank you so much for taking time out and braving the mumbai traffic
and coming here all the way from Hawaii. We thank you Pallavi ji that you took time out of your shooting schedule and you could come here uh, and give your thought on the book. And Chandrahas ji, I would like to tell you that the book Vedic Mathematics it's already on the number 10 bestseller list of non-fiction for crosswords. So we have a weekly bestseller list. So uh, for this week, uh, the list just came out on email. I was checking over there. And I checked it's already on number 10. So I'm sure that it will climb up the ladder and be on number one uh, very soon. So wishing you all the best. And there's a small token of appreciation for our guest over here. And a very big thank to uh, Indic uh, Book Academy and the Indic Book Club uh, for organizing such a, <laughs> such, such a intelligent audience uh, what we have over here, right from uh, best-selling authors uh, to uh, doctors to people who are actually quality uh, people who understand what's happening over here. And so many known faces I know over here. Uh, we have Vineet. Uh, we have uh, Dr. Radhakrishna Pillai and all are stars in their own genre what they write. So there is a small token of appreciation. I would like to start with Yogini Ji uh, who represents the Indic Book Club. It's again a book published by us and a very apt to give Indic Book Club. And there is no book launch which does not end with a book signing by the author. So Chandrahas ji will be there on the stage. If anybody still has to get their book signed, please queue up and he will be signing the books. You are even allowed to take selfies. <laughs> On behalf of the Indic Academy and Indic Book Club, I thank everybody for being here. Uh, I request Professor Radhakrishna Pillai, who is one of our leading academicians and a leading member of the Indic Academy. We've held many lecture series of his uh, in US and in India. Uh, for those who are here, we are having a very interesting teen fest, Indic teen fest coming up in June. I would request you to look up on Indic today. In about a week's time, you will see the uh, announcement. But the Indic Teen Fest uh, website is also up, indicteenfest.com. You can go and look up if you have children, grandchildren who are in the age group of about 12 to 16. They would be very much interested, and in, you would be very much interested in uh, enrolling this uh, for them. This is a three-day event that we are holding in Delhi. Uh, Chandrahas Halai is one of the speakers over there. Professor Radhakrishna Pillai is there, Amish is going to be speaking, Hindol Sen Gupta is going to be speaking. We have a very prominent chess guru of India, uh, and I mean, when I say chess guru, literally he, he is engaging and nurturing a lot of ch chess masters, little masters from Chennai, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Ramesh. So a lot of interesting people who are going to be holding workshops for teens. So uh, please do go look, look it up and see if you would be interested in enrolling your children for it. Um, I would like to request Professor Pillai to thank uh, Professor Ramsar Ramanyam and Pallavi Joshi on Indic Academy's behalf. Thank you.